Perfect. Okay, so the next level Monday, the routine audit. So the reason that um, we put this one together is because what we tend to find is that this time of year, it's where a lot of people struggle with routine and structure compared to any other time of the year. Chuck a Y in the chat box if this is you. We find that this time of the year, with it being busier, we struggle more with our routine, changing the weather, changing the the time of year. Um, yep, it's silly season, hundred percent. Yep, already starting to feel it. Okay, perfect. One, absolutely fantastic, because that means that this training is coming at the right time. Um, and two, this is really going to help just with arming you over the next couple of weeks, because as we all know, routine is absolutely key though well, this is fantastic i don't know what's happened here but i'm having an absolute nightmare when it comes to let's come back into it there we go don't know what happened there there we go um okay so as we said routine is absolutely pivotal for ma managing your energy managing your time managing your headspace um, and already, like, as the nights get darker, the mornings get darker, we just generally feel a lot more compressed with the time that we have. So what we have to first appreciate when it comes to routine is what's serving us and what isn't serving us. So is there anything that any of you guys are doing right now that you currently feel isn't serving you? Something that you maybe do daily, weekly, what are you currently finding yourself doing, whether it's part of your routine, whether it's um, potentially some bad habits that we've got right now that just isn't serving you at all? Don't be afraid to chuck in. There's no right or wrong answer. What do you feel that you potentially are doing right now that just isn't serving you? Working through lunchtime instead of blocking out for time for a walk. Yeah. So what a lot of people are doing right now is working more anything else not taking a break too much screen time yep too much screen time huge one boy not taking a a break at work Anyone else? Anything else that we're doing? You can chuck in more than one. That's a big one, Chloe, as well. Like when you are your own boss. I used to do this when I was on the gym floor. I used to work with clients back to back, six, seven, eight hours. I'd have a four or five hour break in the middle of the day and I'd go back and do four or five hours at night. And you would have nothing in between. You just lead yourself to burnout. Anything else? Uh, soon it will be 100% having a wine because it's Christmas. <laughs> so potentially uh, drinking more alcohol. Anything else? Not going a walk just because it's raining. So uh, weather. Stopping. Routine. So again, guys, these are just some of the things 
that this time of year is making it harder. Like some of these, like it's so common. Like it's so common to see people starting to uh, work longer and respect less of their own boundaries. Too much screen time, huge, huge one. Like who here has actually jumped into the screen time settings and checked how long they spend on their phone in a day? Anyone done it recently? What time are you on? Anyone? Everyone? Too afraid? <laughs> yes, it's disgusting. Disgusting how much time. Yep. Mine will be bad from watching TV on the plane. <laughs> Caitlin trying to get her excuses in before she actually shares her time. Six hours, 20 minutes a day. Six hours, 20 minutes in a day. Now, by the way, wild Chloe, that is so common. So, so common. That people are on, like, like six hours. Like, I would say for most people right now, like you're probably anywhere from four to six hours, five hours average for for you. Okay, I do work from my phone to be fair, quite a bit. Yep, I get that. So my screen time is quite high, but I spend time messaging you guys back on WhatsApp. Um, my my phones are linked, so the screen time all goes as one, right? Um, anyone else? The screen time's a bad one. Uh, not taking break at work, drinking more alcohol. Who, who finds it when it comes to Christmas they drink more alcohol? You drink more alcohol just as a, in a normal week. Me. Who's, who is iPhone? Let me know your name. Absolutely. So many Christmas nights out. Your birthday. Oh, Leslie. <laughs> your wife. <laughs> uh, don't drink in the house at any other time of the year. Um, there you go. It seems to just be like this time of year. Just everyone's just like, oh, alcohol is the problem. Alcohol is the problem. I need to just drink more. It'll make life easier. Uh, and obviously the weather. Okay, the weather's quite a big one. Okay, darker nights, darker mornings. Um, it's colder, it's wetter. Um, we don't want to go out. Every single one of us probably owns a waterproof right enough, right? But I think one of the biggest things when it comes to us moving into this time of year, when we lose the sense of control, right? And what happens from that is we start doing these things more often that just aren't serving us. But what we're not is actually fully aware of it. So we aren't aware of what is serving us and what isn't serving us. Why do you feel, why do you feel that right now, more than ever, with, you know, I say more than ever, but this time of year, why do you feel that it's so important to have structure right now? Why is it important right now to have structure at this time of year? Basic say fuck it. Yep. So many external distractions. 100%. Anything else? 
Anthony Norton invite. <laughs> Everyone else is. When January hits, it's easier to get back into routine. Life gets even busier. Yep. Really, really um, strong one there. It's okay. January's coming. That's like, like, it's okay. January's coming so we can step up it back then so we can allow ourselves a little bit of leeway right now. That's the exact same mindset as, sorry, it'll start Monday. It's the exact same mindset. But yeah, it's something that we all kind of tell ourselves as we move into December. We want to relax. We feel like we're getting tired. Tell me this. What is the difference between December and January? There's no difference other than what we tell ourselves. So people go into December feeling like they're overworked, feeling like they're tired, that they need a break. And yep, most people you get, what, seven to ten days around Christmas time, the Christmas period. Some people are a lot less. Some people only get Christmas Day, Boxing Day off. Some people don't even get that off. But for the most part, we have this idea that just this Christmas week is what we need to relax and wind down. But what happens is we drink more, we spend more time on our phone, we become more lethargic, we come into January, we're feeling just as tired. We can actually come out of the Christmas break. And the only thing that gives us a little bit of motivation and energy is the fact that it's a new year. Like, that's it. But the difference between December and January is nothing other than the fact that December's Christmas. Your energy levels aren't impacted by the time of year. And there's not much difference between the time of year in terms of December and January if you actually look at Let's take Christmas and all of that out of the equation here. Your energy levels are going to be massively dictated by your routine and structure that you hold for yourself. The weekly planner. Here we have a nice weekly planner. Who actually, and I want, I want honest answers here, guys. Who actually plans out their week ahead of time? Monday to Sunday, knows what they're doing, where they're going, where they're being, has it written down. Me, me, but don't always stick to it. Honestly, I was, but now my planner is full. Perfect. Have you ordered a new one? Anyone else? Don't avoid answering if you're going to say no, because if you don't, that's fine. Not specifically written down. I'm going to the now. <laughs> well, you can use this free one if you want, and I will send you the PDF of it if you want to use it, if you use it written down. But anyway, anyone else? Monday to Thursday, pretty decent. Friday to Sunday. I presume that says not so good. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting on that. I was like, Monday to Friday, pretty decent. Friday to Sunday, just no no written off. Um, Again, that will be obviously surrounding the family. Like, planning your week is so important. That Like, how can you know, how many times do you find yourself at this time of year saying, I just feel like I've got no, like, there's no downtime. Turn around and just be like, oh, there's things on every single weekend. I just, I just want a weekend or a night to relax. How many times do you catch yourself saying that? At this time of year? All the fucking time. Tell me this. How are you able to find, how are you able to have that night to chill out and relax if you don't actually know what's going on in your week? And we can't complain about the time that we don't make for ourselves 
if we don't make it a priority. And this comes back to this point of like, here's a perfect mantra for you to use for the first time you're planning your week this week. Zoom this in. Sometimes, what have I just done? Why is this not? There we go. Sometimes, if you can read my writing, we need to be more selfish to be more selfish, selfless. So important. Sometimes we need to be more selfish to be more selfless. Like if you're running yourself into the ground, you're constantly complaining that you're not getting the time to exercise or do what you want to do for yourself and you're not making the time for yourself. Okay, appreciate it. Sometimes we want to be able to chill in a bath, put our feet up, stick our favourite episode on Netflix and take 30 to thirty to 60 minutes doing nothing, not caring about anything else in the world and just getting lost in a TV programme. Cool. However, sometimes your you time might be actually getting to the gym and working on yourself. It might be planning your meals out for the next again week on a Sunday night so that you have more time in your week. Sometimes that's the you time that you have to do. But what is it then going to do is it's going to save you time later on in the week, right? But it all comes back down to planning. If we don't plan that time out, so many times I'll hear you guys saying, I just need to plan out my meals. I'm just not doing it. It's like, yeah, but you're not planning the time to do it. You have a, you know, sometimes you go into the week, and I used to be tragic for this. I used to go into the week thinking, I'm going to train, I think, Monday, Tuesday, and then we'll see what happens the rest of the week, and I'll just fit it in. Luckily, at times, I had a lifestyle that, you know, meant that I was, you know, especially when I was on the gym floor, I could just train after a client. Now we've got a, chip, now we've got a little one. That's not, not as easy to do. You have to plan your week out. You have to have a schedule. When are you going to get your exercise and when are you going to spend time for you? You can't complain about the time that you don't have for yourself if you're not scheduling it out in your week because it's your week. And your time to spend on you is your responsibility. So take this weekly planner. Genuinely, since we got a... A mini whiteboard on the fridge is literally a saving grace, especially if working H 100% recommend it. Yep. If you've got a family and there's more than one of you that you need to plan in your week, get a family white, like whiteboard or calendar. On a, on, especially on the weeks where you aren't going to be in your normal weekly routine that tends to happen within the family of work schedules and shifts or whatever's happening, going on. You need to sit down and plan out your week. Where, where are we going to be? Because a lot of the time... Your, your problem is you can't get to the gym because so-and-so isn't in the house to look after the kids or so-and-so isn't back telling you to go away or do X, Y, and Z. And this is for anyone. There needs to be that communication, right? But it comes back down to what? Planning your week out in advance. That gives you structure. That gives you routine. So this brings us on to the next bit. This brings us on to the to-do list. Who has a to-do list at work? You go into work, whether it's a weekly, whether it's um, daily. Jesus, it's never ending. 
do we have anyone else? Me, I have lists about lists. <laughs> We've got to watch with that one because then what you just get caught into doing is just making loads and loads and loads of fucking lists and not actually doing anything. But anyone else? When you go into work, do you have lists? Do you have tasks, to-do lists that need to get done? I'm guaranteeing every single person does. Whether it's mental to-do lists, whether it's actual written to-do lists, whether it's emails that come in and some are priority over others, there's to-do lists, right? Perfect. Okay. How does how do you section that into priority? How does anyone section that into priority? How do you know what stuff needs done first? Or is it a case of first come, first serve? Anyone? Okay. <laughs> Depends who's chasing me up. Due date normally. Okay. There's a really simple thing that you can do. You can input this into your life. You can input it into your work. You can input it into your time. And it is a traffic light system. I use this every single week with you guys. And you probably don't even know it. Every single time you check in, there is one question that I always ask at the start. Rate your week on a scale of 1 to 10. Depending on how you rate that week, sections you off into a traffic light system. From there, what I can then do is understand who's priority number one to get feedback on their check-in right away. Who's in the red? Who is struggling the most? Because if someone turns around and says, Blair, mate, I'm a 10 out of 10. I'm absolutely flying right now. You can wait an hour getting your check-in feedback compared to the person who's like, Blair, I'm a one, I'm struggling, I need help, I do know what to do, do know what to do, I'm 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 choked. Okay, that person, let's get on a call ASAP as quick as we can. It's a traffic light system. But when we do traffic light systems, it makes it who who here is a visual learner? Is anyone here a visual learner? They like to see things, they like to, you know, if someone describes something to you and you almost like them to write it out. Anyone in here more of a visual learner than a just a verbal learner? Definitely. Yep. I, I am for sure. You try and explain some things to me and I'm a bit like, uh, you have to almost kind of explain it and show it at the same time. Always been more visual learner. This helps visually structure your week, right? So this is us now coming on to the to-do list for the week, right? So for example... We come into life, okay? So red, maybe one thing that I always say, if last week your training was atrocious, you got one session in, you didn't get any training in, the next game week, we move it up the priority list. It's all fine well in saying that, but let's actually make us see that. So we go into training and we write in, we go into life and we write in training. In red, that is a top priority. Okay, maybe we've got some food prep left over. Okay, so food prep goes amber. I don't have to schedule that in straight away in the start of my week. Actually, do you know what? At the end of the weekend, I'm away for a nice weekend. So, downtime is okay. It's almost taken care of this week. 
we go over to you. Some of the tasks for yourself. Do you know what? I've not spent any time doing anything for myself this week. Work's been absolutely rammed. I've had no time for myself. Okay, maybe we need to spend and make sure we have 30 minutes a day. You time. Another one in life could be, I don't know, let's just say kids' dentist appointment. Work-wise, maybe you've got a work, uh, you're traveling for work. Do we see how when we start to kind of bring these into, when we start sectioning ourselves out in our life, and we start kind of putting it into kind of red, amber, green, we can then start to build our week really, really simply. Again, it's, it can be quite hard. All of you guys have got different jobs. But for work, there could just be something that's so much more potent that needs done that week. Right? It could be a project needs finished. Complete. There could be some greens in work. That it's a task, it's something you need to remember to get done this week, but it's not priority. Could be something as simple as send Jane the email. Right? Something as simple as that. When it comes to again coming back to some you stuff, maybe you've got car insurance is due. But you need to book your MOT, but it's no it's no big pressure. But if you get it done this week, great, book MOT. Again, I know we're just talking about basic life stuff here, but this is all of the shit that if we don't lay out in some form of structure, it's going to absolutely cloud your head. Who here sometimes looks at the list of stuff or remembers the list of stuff that they've got to get done this week and thinks, holy shit, where am I going to do anything? I've got no time in the week. And then you're sitting there on a Sunday night the week hasn't even started. Anyone overthink like that? Anyone get, you know, their head rushed away with them, thinking that they've got so busy, almost get anxiety and stressed before the week even begins? Because we feel like we've got so much stuff to do. But when we start to lay out like this, we're like, oh, wait a minute, okay. Right, okay, I can easily tackle. I'm travelling from work Monday to Wednesday. Perfect. Well, if I plan my training, I can train once I'm there, one, one day when I'm there. Perfect. Okay, I've got another two to do. I can do that on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Boom. Training task done. It's already scheduled in. Oh, kids, I've got the dentist and that's on Thursday, so I need to make sure I'm there. Perfect. Right. Okay, I've structured that out. Boom. It's done. I've got enough food prep to last me when I come back from traveling from work. So I'll do that on a Wednesday night. Done. Totally. And the mental load just seems like it'd be getting heavier between home and work. 100%. We're moving into this time of year. So maybe you've never done anything like this before. Absolutely perfect time to be implementing this. I'm not saying that you're going to have the traffic light system the rest of your life, but it's tools for when we need them. Right? My fitness pal is not something that you're going to be using for the rest of your life. But when you are uneducated on nutrition and you haven't had a very strong um, relationship with food for a long time, you, you, 
MyFitnessPal allows us to bridge that gap, become it raises awareness, it keeps it at the forefront of our mind, and it forces us to make better decisions, right? However, the plan isn't to be on MyFitnessPal for the rest of your life. Does that make sense? Is this is this clicking? Is this is this making sense, guys? Let me know. Has anyone got any questions when it comes to this sort of stuff? Again, I'm just using examples here, trying to pick them out of thin air to give you an idea of when you're moving into your week, how we can use something like a traffic light system and a to-do list to help ease the pressure and the mental load of, of the week. Because sometimes things like food prep that normally would be feeling like it's a big task actually isn't much as a big task this week. And it's not until we put it into the structure like this that we realise actually, do you know what, it's not it's not as big a task. Something as simple as I need to remember to book my MOT. But like, if you think about that on Sunday, I need to book the MOT, like, eh, I need to sort of insurance, I need to do this, I need to do this. Actually, do you know what, the car's not due its MOT for three weeks. So if I get that done this week, amazing. If I don't, it's okay. But you sitting on a Sunday night without a kind of list to show you how important things are, you can just think that you've got a million and one tasks to do when actually five of those tasks are super important to be done this week and the other 15, give or take. Uh, I plan my day, um, but then so many other jobs and look at being difficult gets thrown at me on a daily basis. <laughs> then things I, get, um, things I planned don't get done. So when it comes down to stuff like that, again, that's life. We have to be able to kind of work around this. We have to manage expectation here when you're a parent and you have kids and you've got to pick things up and do things. Like sometimes you just can't, there's, there's nothing you can do, right? If it was a Monday, for example, right? Or it's a Wednesday, I've got meetings planned or I've got calls planned. Harrison's at nursery and they get a phone call from nursery saying he's unwell and he has to come home. Yeah, there's so much stuff that may, might be super, super important that I need to get done that day. They just have to take a backseat. You know, there's things in there that you can't control. However, what we have to ask ourselves is sometimes, are we spreading the load throughout the week to minimise that? And again, having a traffic light system, like you say there, Chloe, if you're planning your week out and there's other jobs or other things that come in and stop you being able to do things, are they stopping you from being able to do red tasks, amber tasks, or green tasks? Because if it's stopping you to do a green task, it's not really the end of the planet. If it's a red task, then we just have to move it back and move it into the other next of the day. By us being able to kind of almost traffic like them, we can then find where, okay, actually, do you know what? I couldn't do this task. It needs done this week. I have to move it from Monday to Thursday night. And I'm just, that green task can get forgot about and that can get moved into next week. But when we don't have that kind of understanding of the priority of what we need to do, then it can be difficult. Even maybe thinking about it right now when I'm saying all of this, if we don't have an idea of what things are higher priority, medium priority and low priority, right now you could be like, yeah, but it's not as easy as that. And it's like when you start to plan it out like this, I promise you it does get as something as simple as being able to pull this out of this day, plug it into that day in your life becomes so much easier and you feel like you're in more control because you're able to then rearrange your week. Does that make sense, guys? Let me know. Perfect. 
Okay. <clears throat> Does anyone know what their perfect day looks like? Like, we're talking, if you were able to set up a perfect day where you had work, not a day off, not a Sunday <laughs> that you get to do anything, but a perfect day where you had work that allowed you to do everything you needed to do. Do we all know what that perfect day looks like? Chuck a Y in the box if you know what that looks like. Chuck an N if you don't. Yep. Perfect. Anyone else? Yep. Okay, so we all seem to know what a perfect day looks like. Awesome. Okay. So just start chucking things in the chat box. What does the perfect day look like? When are we getting up? What are we do when we first get up? When are we starting work? When are we taking breaks? Are we getting to the gym? Are we not? When are we eating? What are we doing with our time after work? What time are we going to bed? Let's start chucking this stuff in. Because if we know what a perfect day looks like, we should be able to know that start to finish. This all makes sense in a minute. For everyone knowing what the perfect day looks like, we're not chucking very much in the chat box, guys. <clears throat> What's included? So we're getting getting ready. We're getting walks in. Dropping kids off. Workout, breakfast, 7am, work, walk, <laughs> full night sleep, love that job, <laughs> uh, 5pm finish, gym, 7pm, dinner, 8, ready for bed, or ideally being on a beach with a pina colada, <laughs> successful gym session, that's it, work, home, dinner, which has been prepped, so I don't feel like you need to do things, um, playing with the kids, so family time. Easy bedtime, bath, bed. Gym, six years, home for eight. Shower, change, breakfast, work nine till 12. Lunch break, work one till five. Dinner, then chill and bed. Perfect. Okay, now... The reason that it's super important for us to understand what a perfect day looks like is, again, we have to make sure that the perfect day that we have up in our brain and in our head is a day that allows us to do everything that we know we need to do to serve ourselves and the people around us. The perfect day that we have has got to be a day that really solidifies and has a structure and a routine to it that one we know we can maintain two that allows us to serve ourselves on an energy front from an exercise front from a fueling front from a um, emotional front i.e spending time with the people that we want to spend time with it's got to be a day that's going to be giving us adequate sleep it's going to be giving us um, enough recovery 
Because there's so many times, how many people try and, how many of you, with this being the perfect day, how many of you say you get this done on average? How many, how many of you get this perfect day three times in the week? Just chuck a wire in into the chat box. Never. Never. Maybe once every two weeks. So is this perfect day an idea? Or is it actually achievable? For some of you, it might be. You might actually be smashing that every single day. Tremendous. Well done. Your perfect day is in alignment with expectation. If you've if we've written out the perfect day and you can't achieve it, it's a dream day. It's not a perfect day. It's not reality or realistic. The perfect day that we have has got to be something that we can do and we can manage on a day-to-day -day basis. Yes, especially like we say, if we have kids or work, family, anything can be thrown into the mix to throw us off of that perfect day. But our perfect day has to be able to be realistic. It's got to be a day that you know that you could actually get done this week. Because if this is the idea of what a perfect day looks like to you and you're never achieving it, how well do we feel like we have control or structure over our life? How well do we feel like our routine is serving us? It's not. So we have to have a little bit more realism when it comes to actually planning or having an idea of what our, our, our perfect day may look like. Again, as I said, it's not always going to be achievable, but it should be more achievable than never or like not even three times a week. What's the biggest thing that stops any of you getting that perfect day in? What's like the biggest barriers that are coming into it? Being tired, so not enough sleep. Working overtime slash working through lunch, so work boundaries. Motivation, elaborate on that one, Joe. Why do you feel like motivation stops you from being able to do the perfect, the perfect day? Feel like, feeling like it's unachievable and getting bogged down. So our expectations. Now, that's like a perfect day and I guarantee that's like a perfect day. You take that in the middle of summer and you'd be like, I am winning the day. Chuck that expectation into the centre of winter when it's dark when you wake up, it's dark when you go to bed, it's freezing cold, you're constantly having to chuck the heating on. It's going to feel even more unachievable, right? So we have to readjust that expectation of what is achievable and what the perfect day looks like. Now, a couple of things that we want to include. When I've had a rough night uh, and then I struggle to get up and go, uh, although I know if I just drive my ass to the gym and get there, I'll be a better person by the time I work out and it won't ruin the rest of my day. Again, it is a tough one. But there, the problem isn't motivation. The problem is discipline 
and that delayed gratification because it feels easier to stay in bed than it does to get up and go to the gym. And look, we are all human. I get it. A lot of us have made friends in the past, maybe present right now with our snooze alarm and your best buds and you just love touching it, right? You love hitting that snooze alarm, getting that extra 10, 15 minutes, but it, it floors you. It literally physically floors you. So what we have to start doing now is we start ha start having to make sure that our perfect day is more achievable, okay? So again, that can be from making sure that we get enough sleep. Making sure that we, again, plan ahead. Planning our meals, when are we going to eat? When are we eating? When are we training? Do you know that not one of you guys really at any point in that? Easy bedtime, play about with the kids without worrying about what needs done in the house. On a beach with pina colada, maybe we can class that as some new time. But not one of you guys there put anything about you time. Like, it could even just be 30 minutes. Me. Time. Planning it in. Don't know if that's going to work. It's not going to work there. And what we want to do is we can use this planner to plan out a more realistic date. I.e. making sure we get enough sleep. When are we going to get up? When are we going to train? When are we going to serve ourselves? What is unrealistic right now about the current perfect day that we are putting out? Are we trying to do too much? Is it realistic to not worry about the shit that needs done in the house? Probably not. Because you're always going to worry about something, right? Get dinner prepped, do things, and I don't feel like I have 100 things to do when I get in. Chances are, if you've only got eight, like five things to do when you go in, you're going to find another 25 to do. Because we love to we love to sit in chaos, especially when we don't have a structured routine. We love sometimes to breed chaos in our own mind. We've got to do all of this. We've got to tidy 24-7. We've got to do all of that. I appreciate it. We all want to tidy house, but sometimes by doing and adding too much into your night and your day, you're burning your candle. You're burning things at both ends. Who's guilty of just doing things for the sake of doing things? Anyone chuck a Y in if you're guilty of doing things that for the sake of doing it? Yeah. Then you complain that you've got no time to sit down and put your feet up. Well, guess what? Sit down and get your feet up. Because see if you just give yourself, right, do you know what? Coming back to this point here, kids, let's just say, let's just for anyone who's got kids, they go to bed at seven o'clock, right? I know that that's not always realistic, but let's just say they go to bed at seven o'clock, right? You've got between seven and eight, or 7 and 7.45, 45 minutes, to get done whatever you can get done. But then by 7.45, you're sitting down, you're putting your feet up, and you're taking some time for your fucking self. Well, it's Parkinson's law. Guess how much shit you're going to get done in 45 minutes? Probably quite a bit. But see if you just say, oh, kids are down, or 
I'm chilling out. Maybe you've had dinner, Chris. Maybe like like yourself, Chris went to you know you've had dinner. Time to just chill out. I'm gonna chill. What is chilling? It's never anything really, is it? It's just another word to fill a gap in space where we probably spend time on our fucking phone when we're meant to be doing things that we could be doing things. There you go. I mean, I've cleaned a full kitchen while I was listening to this, so very, it's very achievable. There we go. Stick a podcast on from the team podcast, right? Get the marigolds out. We can get stuck into the kitchen, get it done. 30-minute podcast, boom, sorted. Then you can go put your feet up, right? But again, it's all achievable. We can set ourselves 45 minutes. This call generally won't be lasting much more than 10 minutes longer. You can go down, you can put your feet up, you can rest before you go to bed for the next 45 minutes, 50 minutes, go down, get eight hours sleep, still wake up at six o'clock tomorrow morning with eight full hours sleep, given that no kids wake up during the night and you're good to go. It's achievable. But none of us are planning it into our day or doing it. Comes back to this point, plan the day, Parkinson's law, give yourself a set time Come back, give yourself a priority, go and do it. Maybe the priority, like you say, Jill, cleaning the full kitchen. Right, well, guess what? See, tomorrow, you're not going to have to clean it as in-depth as you're going to have to clean it today, though, right? You know that spring clean, everyone kind of just cleans the kitchen. Every few months, we've got to pull everything out, microwave underneath it, got all the crumbs. You know what I'm saying? If you do something, if you structure your time a little bit better, you can give yourself more time. But first and foremost, the priority comes with setting this. If you don't plan it into your day, it won't happen. It'll just add to the list. Your routine must serve you. This is something that everyone forgets. Your routine must serve you. If your routine drains your energy, like makes you tired constantly, your routine's not serving you, it has to change. Simple as that. You need to go back to the drawing board, think about what a realistic, perfect day looks like, think about what priorities you actually have to do in the week, plan out your week, start with a new structure and a new routine, right? I'm not saying that you have to go and now start jumping in cold showers and cold dips, Right? It's part of your routine. But maybe, maybe not hitting the fucking snooze alarm. It's going to give you an hour back in your day. It's going to give you 30 minutes back in your day. We're going to win the day. We're going to start the day on the front foot. Something I always say, you fall to the standards you keep. If your standards are poor, your standards do not serve you and your standards are not more selfish at times, you will fall to those standards. You're not willing to serve yourself. You're not willing to give yourself time. Do the, do the shit whether you want to do it or not that we know is going to give us energy, it's going to serve us, it's going to put us in the front foot. You will fall to that standard. You will constantly be tired. You don't go to bed on time. You don't have a structure and routine with your bed. Guess what? You're going to have shit sleep. Guess what? You're going to be tired. Yep, I appreciate that kids do come into it. That is something I do. We have to say I experience it myself. But still, that's no reason to not have a fucking bedtime and not wake up. It's not a reason to be hitting your snooze alarm 24-7. All of the time. 
again, the standard. If you do not set the standard where you have time in your week for you to serve you, guess what? You're going to have no time. You're going to constantly feel like you want time for yourself. But yeah, your standards are that you don't fucking matter. Your standards are that you don't deserve time and that you don't deserve your your time to recharge. Well, guess what? You're never going to get it because that's the standard that you keep for yourself. You know, some of the people that have the best recovery, have the best um, ability and have the ability to be able to relax and switch off are the people that make it a priority. Do you know the people that have the best relationships with work are the people that put boundaries in place? The best people who keep, you know, the most, the fittest people on the planet, guess what? They've got standards and boundaries around their exercise and health. You fall to the standards you keep. So guess, if we're coming to one that we've all said here, everyone always said, more tired, run down at this time of year. Well, let's double down on the shit that's going to fix that at this time of year. Let's make sure that the standards that we don't let slip or fall are the ones that are going to impact our energy. We're going to get enough sleep. We're going to get up when the alarm goes off. We're going to give ourselves the best opportunity to sleep. We're not going to spend six hours on our fucking phone every single day. We're going to reduce our screen time. We're going to reduce our screen time more often before bed. We're going to enable that night shift mode. 30 minutes before going to sleep, guess what? We're not going to be watching, the f we're not going to be on our phones scrolling Instagram mindlessly, looking at cat videos or recipes. You're going to switch off and give your brain time to settle down so you can go to sleep and get a good quality sleep. You're also not going to drink caffeine after three. Anyone who's drinking caffeine after three, we need to stop that. That's having an impact on your sleep too. Okay, task, final bit. Go away. I want you to plan out your perfect day that is achievable. I want you to write down what do you feel you need to do to win the morning. Now, you don't have to be a morning person, right? But we have to start our day on the front foot. So what do you feel that you personally need to do to win the morning so that you start the morning on the front foot. For me, get up within two minutes of my alarm. Like, that's it. If I do that, I feel like I've won the morning. I then, my next task, like for me personally, I have to get in a cold shower or the, the ice bath. One of the two. And that's dependent on if Harrison wakes up when I wake up. If he wakes up, I have a cold shower. If he doesn't, I go in the tub. I used to tell myself that if he woke up, I couldn't get in the tub. I had ruined my day. Literally. Like that's that was that was a belief that I had. I could just jump in the shower and switch it to cold. Same effect, same impact. But these are two things that I now need to do. It's a standard I now hold for myself personally. Not not something I see that everyone else needs to do, although the getting up as soon as your alarm goes off is an absolute fucking must by the way but the ice bath and that that's you don't have to do that right it could just be something as simple as getting up within two minutes of your alarm getting out getting down the stairs boiling the kettle putting a coffee on having a coffee not looking at your phone for the first 30 45 minutes of the day who here checks their emails quick one actually 
Who here checks their phone, Instagram, Facebook, emails, whatever, within the first 30 minutes of waking up? Chuck a Y into the chat box if you do that. Yep, yep. I mean, we're talking Instagram, we're talking messages, messaging people back, anything. Probably within the first three minutes. Yep, alarms just went off. Emails always pre-read in a bed. In bed. Yep. Sweet. You're letting the outside world into your day within three minutes of waking up. It's already in there. You can't switch it off once it's done. Like you're opening yourself up to be triggered within three minutes of being awake. Someone sends you an RC email. Somebody posting something on Instagram that you don't like and gets you triggered, makes you feel shit. Jump on Instagram, see that someone's in the gym who's you're still in your bed. Start the day and you're already fucking pissed off at yourself, feeling like a failure. Why? Because you let the outside world in. So, when in the morning is important. Staying away from your phone, social media and everything like that is important. Don't let the outside world in. So, Go away, plan out your perfect day. I want you to, whether you write it out, whether you plan it in your phone, whether you screen, whatever you do, plan it, screenshot it, send it to me by tomorrow. I want you to write down what you feel you need to do to win the morning, send that across, and then I want you to go away and implement it. That is your task. If you want to win December in the hardest time of the year, you're going to need structure. And routine. That is all why exactly why you are here right now. And what's that done? We're going to have to plan. Plan it, implement it, get it to work. <coughs> Anybody got any questions on today? Chuck a wire in into the chat box if you've got any questions on today's stream. Did we find that beneficial? Mm -hmm. No question, but super helpful. Thank you. Anyone else? <clears throat> As I said, guys, looking forward to not snoozing the alarm tomorrow. So here's a quick one. I'm going to leave this with you. Uh, again, I think I mentioned this book the other day, The Five Second Rule. Um, uh, and I may have actually mentioned this the other day as well, but there's actually a cycle. Um, the, I, th I think I did. If I'm repeating myself, tell me if I'm repeating myself. But we were talking about the snooze alarm, right? Now, everyone knows that your body goes into sleep cycles when we fall asleep and you run and your body will run through the sleep cycles, right? Your body genuinely runs through four to five <clears throat> sleep cycles from the period that you fall asleep to the period that you wake up. Now, when you're waking up, your body is... Your, your body understands that you generally have, let's just say, five sleep cycles for you personally, right? Your body will understand that you generally have five sleep cycles, then you begin to wake up. That's why if you switch your alarm off, you forget an alarm, you tend to roughly would wake up without your alarm. Most people, if you wake up at the same time every single morning, there's a good chance you might even find yourself waking up five, ten minutes before the alarm, as frustrating as that can be at times. But it's your body preparing you. Now, what happens what, when you alarm goes off, you wake up, you feel really tired, and you hit the snooze alarm? How many people have either hit the snooze alarm or switched the alarm off and either felt worse when they've woke up 
or if you switched your alarm off, you woke up a bit an hour and a half later or an hour, hour and a half later. Who's chuck a why if that's happened to you? Yep, yep. Because what happens when we wake up and then we hit that snooze button, snooze button, and we fall back asleep? I did it last week. Your body starts the sleep cycle all over again. So your body will just enter another sleep cycle, which generally lasts about 90 to 120 minutes. Now, you're going to get 10, 15 minutes into that sleep cycle. Your alarm, your snooze alarm is going to go off again. And you're going to get what we call sleep inertia. Effectively, a sleep hangover. So then you get up with your snooze alarm. You feel worse than when your, your alarm first went off. And you feel like you're struggling to shake it because you feel tired for the next couple of hours. Agreed? Don't hit your snooze alarm. It's literally like giving yourself a sleep hangover. <clears throat> so switch it off. Because if you're aware that you're switching it off, then you might sleep in for work. So you're probably going to get up. And number two, a really, really simple one. If you're struggling to not let the addiction of the sleep alarm go, put your phone outside the bedroom. Put it outside. If you've got an ensuite, put your phone in the ensuite. You're going to have to get up, get out your bed to go and switch it off. Then you're going to have to make an active decision to go back to your bed. It's all about making it harder to do. If your phone is right next to you and you wake up, switch over, snooze, put it back down, go to bed. Simple. If you've now got to get out your bed, walk to the other side of the room, walk into the ensuite, walk out into the hallway to switch your alarm off, you're going to be up. That first two minutes of being up is the hardest part and then you're awake and you get on with it. Don't hit the snooze alarm. If there's anything that you need to do to win the morning, make sure that the snooze alarm is one of them. Okay, thank you for coming along to the training today, guys. I appreciate each and every single one of you. Um, if you took a lot away from that, find that super helpful, please chuck it into the chat or onto the Facebook group. I want the other guys to know how beneficial these trainings are so we can get more people turning up to them, as we said. We're keeping them as relevant to you as possible. Um, so I'm glad that this one was on the money. Have a fantastic night. Have a fantastic rest of the week and I cannot wait to catch up and I will speak to you guys soon.